This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. I have a very exciting show for you today. I have a topic that I must get weekly. This is about, hey, I'm interested in real estate investing. I don't own anything yet, but do I need to set up an LLC? How do I do a land trust? What should I do first? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't answer those questions. I refer them to attorneys. But the good news is on Mondays, I talk with an attorney. So let's welcome Rylas. Rylas, Dana to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hi, doing great. Glad to be here. Thank you for doing so, this with me. I know we had a little technical challenge there this week, but uh, we got through it. So uh, let's talk entities. I'm sure you get this all the time. Um, you know, we you want to talk about entities maybe in a overall bucket, and then I will I will share with you one of my great frustrations, and uh, we'll see where it goes after that. But you want to talk about entities and real estate first? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So um, I get the question a lot too. My answer is probably the same as yours. Like talk to an attorney, but, uh, to, <laughs> but, but today I'll have that conversation and um, we'll go a little deeper on it, but the entities. Yeah. A lot of people, they want to know when do they need one? Um, you know, you know, when, do, when should they have an LLC and the attorney answer? It's always depends. So that's, that, that's what's kind of frustrating. Sometimes people, they hear something on a podcast or they hear something and they want a formula, you know, like what, what's the answer every time? Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there's certain things like, for example, if you're holding a property for a rental property where it's not your primary residence, you're going to rent it. So that's something that you should look to put into an entity. And today's focus is going to be on, um, I guess, the business entities. Um my focus is on estate planning, revocable trust. So what I tell my clients is you always want that layer. It's always should be in the name of your revocable trust, but within there, things like rental real estate does best in an LLC, limited liability company. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess there's not really other entities out there anymore, right? You might hear of corporations yeah, and you brought S-Corp, up land trust. C-Corp. Yeah, land trust, yep. So... Yeah, corporations, even people that are doing S corps these days, they're they're usually doing an LLC with an S election, mm. right? It's kind of you know getting a technical there, but an LLC you can choose your tax treatment, mm. you can choose to have it taxed as a partnership, or as a car, or as a corporation, or if it's just a single member, then it's flow through taxation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of the S corps, if people want that tax treatment of the the S election that that status you can do that with an llc mm-hmm. so llc's you, you hear a lot about them as a great entity because you get what's called limited liability protection and viewers on this channel are probably familiar with what that means limited liability i remember in law school i, I was a business major in in college so i was familiar with um and and i grew up in a law firm you know, so I, I grew up helping my dad manage his uh, uh, drawer full of uh, checkbooks for all the different LLCs and entities. You know, he's a, you know, a CPA and an attorney by trade. So, yeah. 
I mean, uh, a lot of entities. Um, but I remember in law school, when we had the discussion about limited liability, it was kind of surprising for some of the poli-sci majors. Like, wait a minute, if someone owes money, they don't have to pay? Like, like what do you mean? Like, how can someone get away with a debt? Yeah. Um, so, but this, this concept of limited liability, what that means, so like, I'll go back to the rental house example. If there's a liability created there, like if someone gets hurt, uh, attorney 101, they're going to try to sue everyone, really. Yep. And if they're going to try to sue, you know, the tenants living there, you know, see if they did something wrong, but they may or may not have assets. Then they'll go to the owner. The owner of the property is going to be the next place. So if the owner of that property is Michael Zuber individually, mm -hmm. then everything that Michael Zuber owns, you know, is, um, is, has liability. So that would be unlimited liability, that example, meaning um, all your assets are, um, are, are subject to that liability. Now, with a limited liability company, if that owns a rental property, so same example, someone gets hurt in the property, they try to sue the tenants, they sue the owner. So if the owner is an LLC, only the assets that that LLC owns are at risk. So that's how limited liability works. So only that one house itself is at risk owned by the LLC as opposed to the other assets. Yeah. Yeah. The, let me share my frustration in this space, right? I've been in real estate 20 years uh, and I've seen lots of meetups and real estate events. And something you said earlier is so right on. P people are now selling cookie cutter formulas or processes you know, $5,000 for this, that, and other thing, LLC, and we'll make it domiciled in North Dakota or my, wherever it is, Montana or whatever, Wyoming, I think, actually Wyoming. And um, I think that preys on individuals' fear. And I think it's a dirty practice. Uh, I do think some of those things are legit. I think, you know, if you had the conversation early and that was the right answer, by all means, go for it. But again, I think there's too many people out there selling a cookie color formula uh, that maybe works for one in a hundred people because they can charge five or 10 grand for it. And they know they'll never buy anything, right? The number of people that I have heard that have set up a structure that is more complex than I have and owned zero is frightening. I think that's a disservice to the community, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it too. And I, I, I see how it happens. You know, you get people eager to be in the business. You know, they want to set up for success. They want to do it the right way from the very beginning. But it's, um, it, it takes time, I would say. You know, it takes time to build out, you know, a, a big machine. Mm -hmm. So you can start simple. Now, LLCs, it's usually best to do them. Now, even if you go to another state, you have to get it registered in the state that it owns a property in. Yeah. So that's a skip or that's a step people miss sometimes. And then they go to uh, evict a tenant and the mm. court says, you have no standing here. Yeah. You know, Whoops. Yeah. Your, your, your tenant wins that. They can still. Um, they can stay. They, they can stay. So if you're adding another state, it's just adding a layer of, of maintenance, I would say. Yeah. So you got to be realistic about the maintenance expense of these, of these structures. Yeah. Maintenance it's not just and the, time and all of that, right? It's, 
and yeah and the other thing with llcs is you have to you have there's i don't know if it's daily management but there's certainly monthly and quarterly management of the structures that if you don't do you you can you know they can quote unquote pierce the corporate veil right and then then you've done all this work for nothing yeah so piercing the veil is, is the term for um, you know, going right into the LLC. Mm -hmm. So if you're not following the formalities of it, if you're not following the rules and doing it correctly, then um, you don't get any of the protection of it. I see that a lot. People going through a lot of the hassle and the expense of these entities, mm -hmm. but yet they're not, um, you know, something I'll see is um, they, they have an LLC, but the, the deed to the rental property is still in their name. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not deeded into the LLC. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, we're, yeah, close enough. We tried, you know, we did the best we could, but <laughs> it's, it, yeah. um, it, it, a lawyer is going to win that. That is not going to be, that's not going to be a pleasant outcome for you. Yeah. And that's something that, that we see a lot, just little things like that. So, yeah. Um, I heard you talking the other day, you said you met with your accountant for 13 hours. I did. So, you know, marathon stretch, uh, yeah. good for you, but that's the, the type, that's the type of stuff you're looking at, right? Like, yeah. are you, are you accounting properly for your entities? Um, you yeah, exactly. We, we, I would say more than half of that meeting. And again, let's be clear. I probably prepped for that meeting for 24 hours, right? Over the, cause again, right. Tax day is the same day every year. Right. So I know what he mm -hmm. wants. We know what we, we talk four times a year. So we, so I was, I don't know, I was 90% prepared for it. And, and the last six hours, we're all, okay, well, let's see, right? Because, you know, accelerated depreciation, all these different things. What, what can we do, right? So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, those are the things you have to do. Because it's, for me, as somebody who kind of operates in this world and has no legal degree, I don't practice accounting, it's really the marriage between your attorney and your accountant that you have to get right. If you're only standing with your attorney and not talking to your accountant, you're missing it. If you only talk to your accountant and you're not talking with your entities, you're missing it. It really needs to be that combination. And that's why I, you, you know, when you said your dad was an, an accountant and an attorney, that's powerful. That's the same with my, my accountant. He is, he's a, a, a licensed attorney uh, and uh, an accountant. So it's, it's a special combination. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of times people will ask me questions, and I'll say that's a CPA question, or that's a you know it's like, you know I know I want it owned by your trust, but whether that trust owns you know an LLC or you know however you want to structure it, yeah, you know those those are income tax questions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and well, let's go back to talking to most people because I would tell you, of the hundred questions I get, ninety of them are from this kind of person. I'm interested in real estate. I've heard of an LLC. Uh, I don't want to be sued. I'm going to go spend two, four, eight, ten grand setting up my LLC. My general answer to that is, you don't even own anything yet. What are you doing? You haven't you haven't even done the work yet, and you're going to take your you're going to take half of your liquid funds or a quarter of your liquid funds and set up this entity structure. What the hell are you doing? That's usually what I say. Yeah. So until you know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of torn on that answer, right? Sure, you know, as you on, should be. You're an attorney. <laughs> right. Because on the one hand, if it's all set up, it's nice and clean where they have the empty bucket to put it in. Mm -hmm. And then it's, 
then it becomes a question of, of how long do you wait until you create the LLC. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, don't feel like you have to have the LLC before you start looking for deals and finding them. That's exactly, and, that's exactly right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't let that, um, I've heard Pace talk about this too. You're like the person that has the perfect podio and the best, all the, you spend all the time. And I can get caught up in that too, you know, where it's like you want to work on all these little details and things that don't You want to get ready to get ready. Yeah. Yeah. All all of those uh, fun work activities where you can feel like busy. Yeah. Yeah. You're busy and you're, you're doing things. So, so that, that one phrase is what really bothers me is, I want you to do the work ahead of time, right? You're one of my students in my course. And what I mean by that is I want you to have selected your market, right? If you don't know where you're going to buy, don't set up your LLC. You don't know yet. I mean, you'd be setting it up at possibly the wrong location. So you got to find out your location. I think you have to understand what your market provides. Are you going to buy a house or an apartment or, you know, are you going to hold? Are you going to flip? Are you going to hold? I mean, you don't even know what activity we're doing yet. Until what I would tell someone is, until you can answer my key question, which is what is an average deal in your market? You haven't done enough work to have an LLC. I don't give you permission. But if you can tell me, hey, Mike, in Cleveland or Huntsville or Austin, I can get a 6% return and I'm good with that. And I'm going to buy a three or a four bedroom house. Okay, now you're ready, right? You've done the laid work. We're maybe setting up the LLCs the right thing because now you're going to start writing good or great offers. But don't go to some stupid real estate day get all jazzed up, spend 10 grand creating this sophisticated multi-layer thing before you even know what market you're in. You're probably wasting your money in that instance. Yeah, you got to know what market you're going to be in because if you set up a, something in another state, you, yeah. you're going to have you know, double expenses. You're going to have to re-register it in that other state. Yep. So that's, that, that's one thing. And then also, what are you going to be doing? Are you uh, are you holding long term? Are you flipping? Are you wholesaling? Mm-hmm. Because you know th- those are a little bit different conversations about how that Absolutely. entity should be set up. So, yeah, tax treatment's a big deal, right? Again, it's that marriage we talked about between your attorney and your accountant. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, where maybe you're like Pace, or you know, I'm going to keep some, I'm going to sell some, I'm going to do some over here, right? You may have a complex entity, but very few people start there, right? You can. I think it is far better to learn your market, do the work, set up that base structure. And then as you evolve, evolve your structure. Don't try to create the end structure before you've, before you've, you know, got step one. You can, like you can, if you create an LLC today and it gets full or it has too much assets or or value, you can create another one later, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can always create another one later and, and move it in later. And, um, now the other thing is um, like how do you get how do you maintain confidentiality in LLCs? You know how how do you keep your your information private? Mm-hmm. So that's where it can start to get expensive, I'll say, because in order to in order to achieve that, one way is to go to different states, like like Nevada, Wyoming. So part of the part of the appeal is they keep your information anonymous. Mm-hmm. And then the other way is utilizing some sort of address service where you pay someone that goes on the record for you, whether that's your attorney or statutory agent where they serve in that role for you. But, but again, I think you, know, you don't want the expense of that in an entity that you're going to be um, uh, uh, flipping out of or where, you know, where your identity is going to be known. You know? Right. 
you know, if it's a long-term hold, um, you need to keep that entity separate if it's going to be private. Yeah. So that way, after the flip's done, some no-name LLC buys it. No one ever knows who that is, right? Mm -hmm. so that could be you, or it could be any. It could be anyone. Yeah, very cool. What other? What else would you? Let's let's uh, let's kind of tackle three things. So again, let's tackle the you know the person who's interested that doesn't have anything. Oh, the other thing about entities today is we got to talk about lending, right? Lending is very different. When I started 20 years ago, you could actually borrow in an LLC, a non-seasoned LLC. You could. Banks were fine with it. Um, now, that's a big no-no, right? Unless you have two years tax returns and show profit, the banks are very likely not going to lend in an LLC. Has that been in your experience? Yeah. So here's the conversation that I have. So if someone has uh, debt on their rental property, I say, you know, here's the risk that you need to understand here. But don't ask the bank for permission. Don't ask them. They're going to tell you no, you know, because there's always in that clause, um, it's called the acceleration clause or do on sale clause, and that's always there. Mm -hmm. So if you if you ask them and push the in, the push uh, push it, they're going to say no, we can't do it. Mm -hmm. And what frustrates me about banks, you know, so a lot of my clients will just ask them, you know, they, they want to know the answers, so they just ask them. The bank never tells them anything in writing. They just have that one super long contract, right? So yeah. if, if, if they want an answer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's your answer. Yeah. Now, in reality, does the bank really care about that acceleration clause? Do they really care about that due on sell clause? So I met this more be a couple of years ago, and a lot of your, your viewers probably know him. Mm -hmm. um, but I was so interested in what he was doing with buying property subject to the mortgage mm -hmm. because I'm so used to having the conversation uh, on the LLC end, you know, telling people, you know, don't worry about it. Trust me. Like it's, it's not like a huge risk you're taking, but if you can't sleep at night, you know, don't do it. You know, if you're, yeah. but if you're, if you're comfortable transferring it in, you know, what I tell people, I always look at what's the worst that could happen, right? Like, let's look at the worst thing that could happen. And yeah, if you're not comfortable with that, then then don't do it. But the scenario, what's the worst that could happen the way I view it? And I've heard Pace talk about this. He has experience with lenders calling the acceleration clause. So usually you can, you know, if it's a rental LLC, simple, transfer it back to yourself. Oops, you know, oh, undone, sorry. sorry. So back in my name, all, all good, bank, you know? Because they don't really want the property, right? They want interest. They, they, want, they want payments and interest. Yeah, properties are liabilities to banks. They're not assets. The note is the asset. Yeah, I see that issue too after people die. They're like, you know, someone else is living there and they say, you know, what, what should I do? I, yeah, keep uh, paying the bill. If they want to, <laughs> yeah, like if you keep paying them, they'll cash the check. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, they are. Uh, uh, sometimes like credit unions or smaller banks, they'll, you know, they get wind of it and they, you know, they don't want to yeah. you know, hold the note after someone dies, but usually the big ones, they don't, don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so the other thing to talk about is, um, do you think, is an LLC the right answer for long-term holds or flipping or wholesaling? Like if you're going to be in and out of a, a deal, this, this could be an accountant question, I suppose. But I, I've heard I've heard mixed things on that LLCs versus you know S corps or C corps probably S corps. Um, for for long term hold, 
no like yeah sort of like long-term holds a great bucket for long-term holds but if you're going to be you know doing 100 flips a year or whatever it is maybe you want to do an s select or something like that um yeah that's more of an accountant question i would say sure because it's it's how you're pulling income out exactly. and with, with with the s corp you can minimize some of your self-employment taxes that way yeah so if you're um yeah you can pull more out as as uh, dividends, I think, and then less mm -hmm. is income. Right. That you have to pay a little self-employment. Yeah. So it's it's once you're reaching a high a certain level of income is what it works out to, and that's probably the conversations you're having with your exactly. You know, right? Yeah. What what am I leaving here? What am I moving there? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you about is land trust. I when I started, I didn't know anything about them. Uh, land trust sort of hit my radar for the first time five years ago, and I'll tell you what I've heard. I don't know if it's right. But basically putting inside a land trust is a way of kind of making you the owner almost invisible. Is that, is that fair or am I been misrepresented? Um, that could be fair. So okay. now a, a trust is a simple document, right? It's just a document where you name, you know, we name a person, it's created by a person called the set lord trust store. Okay. They appoint someone to manage it, the trustee for the benefit of the beneficiary. Got it. So there's, so it's like, a, you know, what point are you doing it for? Mm -hmm. So what I have a, a privacy trust is what I call it, or maybe also could call it like a land trust. But the mm -hmm. only, the purpose of that trust is, yeah, just to shield the name from the public record. So, you know, that extra layer. But underlying, I like, I like LLCs, okay. you know, for doing the business. I, I see people where they, where they, um, where they hold it in just the land trust. You know they're they're having people pay the land trust and mm -hmm. uh, you know they're treating that as a separate uh, as a separate uh, entity. But there's um, have you heard of that? Is that what you're talking about? Or yeah. Do... Really, I think it's privacy. That's what I keep hearing. It's, it's it's some people out there just want their name out of the public arena. I guess. Um, that's that's what I guess I've heard. Yeah, that can be a way to do it. Um, now, you know, going back to Pace, uh, he had me come over. The way I got to know him is just doing live shows with him over the weekends yeah. at the lab. And I met Jamil that way as well. So the first time I met him is oh, just doing wow. a, a live. I, I didn't know who, who these guys were at all. But, but talking to him, I'm like, man, these guys know their stuff. Like, they, they're, they're like yeah, uh, they're, right into they're it. A, they're a dynamic duo, yeah. But Jamil shared an experience, and this is part of the, the reason I could tell like how sharp he was. And he's like, you know, be careful what you're doing in a trust. If it's a workaround to try to get around some laws, you know, like some people like, um, I think like wholesaling, you have to hold for a certain amount of time, or there's certain, you know, if people are using a trust as a workaround, you know, to get around some sort of laws or other things, be careful. You know, if you're, yeah, so that, that's not the point of a trust. So you have to be really careful of, of, of what you're using it for. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, any closing topics on this? How can people get a hold of you? Because again, you operate in Arizona, in California. A lot of my viewers are there. If they wanted to have this LLC conversation, how do you want them to get a hold of you? Yeah. So one place I can go, I have a YouTube channel. I've been doing more, more content on there is Mott Legal, M-A-A-T Legal. So Mott, that's the Egyptian goddess of law and order. So trying ah, to go towards. I didn't know what that yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, like Nike, like Tesla, just kind of choose something really big to, to represent. Nice. So, but I, I share content there. I, I did a video last week about um, 
what I call it, like secrets of the rich. And I talked about, you know, limited liability a little bit and uh, topics like that. I've also talked about like how to hold uh, real property, like title options, you know, joint tenancy, that type of stuff. Yep. So that, that's a good place. And then I practice law in Arizona at Dana and Associates. DanaLegalHelp.com is my website there. Nice. Well, Riley, I appreciate our weekly conversations, man. You have a great day. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you.